Welcome to another episode of the Casual Wrestling Community Show. If you are watching this on video, we are going through a rebranding of the channel, the Casual Wrestling Community Show, the CWC Show for short. So we have new graphics, new intros. If you're listening to us, everything's still the same, except uh, we're going to call the show a different name. This is the single greatest casual wrestling podcast on the internet. I am your host and still... And still the notorious pay-per-view champion, Nerdy D, 46 days and counting, ladies and gentlemen. And joining me on the ones and twos, working the mics and cameras, is my better half level up, Lauren. What's up, y'all? Each and every week, we (laughs) take a journey through the world of professional wrestling, all while learning from you guys, the audience, through your comments on social media. Make sure to like and subscribe to the show on YouTube. New name at the casual wrestling show or subscribe on your favorite podcasting network. We are on Spotify, Google podcast and officially on Apple podcast. Make sure to leave a comment or a little review to help us get inside of that algorithm. Just say what's up. Leave, leave some kind of comment. It does help. Every little comment helps us, uh, just kind of grow our audience, grow show, grow whatever. We're trying to do big things, trying to do big things out here, right? Tonight, I will discuss my first and maybe only experience at an AEW live show. But first, I'm going to start off the show a little bit sad by saying rest in peace to the bad guy, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. Thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Um... Not gonna give any more takes than that on this. I don't. I don't like death. I don't do well with death. I don't want to talk about death. So we'll just keep it moving right after that. We pay our respects and we'll keep moving and, and try and make this a fun show. So last week we put out a poll talking about what belt should become the official title of the CWC show, and and we we had narrowed it down internally to. And this is a birthday present for myself, and we had narrowed it down to. The universal title, and we narrowed it down to the, uh, what was it, the the WWE title, right? Yes. And we put it up for a vote, and the vote went to about uh, six, <coughs> excuse me, 60-40 for the WWE title. I was all ready to pull the trigger. Okay. <clears throat> we were actually going to go, there's a, there's a new shop here in San Antonio, Texas, at Rolling Oaks Mall called uh, the Wrestling Shop Trademark and Collectibles. It's a cool uh-huh. little store. It's got belts, got toys, got a little bit. It's got a ring inside. You can go watch actual wrestling going on. It's inside yeah. the mall. Dope, dope store. But I was about to pull the trigger and either go buy it there or order it on WWE.com. When all of a sudden, graphic one, please. Two. Graphic two, please. Uh-huh. Um, I caught wind of this. Somebody sent me this. There's a new belt rolling around Dallas, Texas right now. That's crazy. There's a, there's a giant belt that was on the back of a, uh, what looks like some kind of moving truck, obviously for WrestleMania 38 and it's driving around the city and it's a, it's a new version of the WWE title. It, it features a little bit of blue instead of red inside the belt, which could mean a little bit of SmackDown, a little bit of Monday night raw. We could be getting a unified title. I've been told this by multiple people that we might be getting a unified title. And I don't, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. See, I, I dug my head into some of the, the news and they kept saying there's not, they're not going to unify the title, but this belt doesn't exist currently as is. No, this belt doesn't this exist. Right I don't believe I've never seen the WWE championship with blue. Now, could that just be a mistake? I highly doubt it. Right. They don't make those kind of mistakes. No. Did this get unveiled too soon? Possibly. Did they think someone was going to take a picture of a giant belt rolling down the street? I assume they had to imagine it was going to happen. But now I'm nervous. Now I don't know. I'm not going to run out and buy a belt until after WrestleMania. So I can see if this thing exists. This is definitely the belt we're buying, right? Yeah, for sure. Then I have the newest, latest and greatest. I'm not, I'm not getting an old belt, especially if if they unify it. I gotta, I gotta have the unified title. Uh, Corey is still our notorious pay-per-view champion after going completely perfect at the Royal Rumble. 
like I said a minute ago, man, we got a new look, new name, new camera, new energy up in here. I'm, I'm refreshed, man. We're 17 days, 17 days away from WrestleMania. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. We're 17 days out, and, and we still don't know who Seth Rollins is fighting, apparently. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, just, just feeling re-energized. Here in the United States, we got some good news. This isn't wrestling, but this is just like it, it, it brought my energy up, right? Okay. We found out that like the, the daylight savings time may not be a thing anymore. There, there, uh, there's a bill going through. It's the Senate or the House or one of those branches of government. They voted, they passed it, and now it's just got to kind of make its way through the rest of the government. But come 2023, we may not have daylight savings anymore, or it may be permanent. I don't fucking know. Which one is the appropriate way to say that? Just give me more light. Of but we get more light. And so I'm excited. I'm hyped up about that. Right? Yes, sir. All right. So last week I shouted out somebody from our TikTok. And in normal nerdy D fashion, I shouted them out and had no fucking clue who their name was. I just threw a shout out out. Luckily, they caught whiff of what I said and kind of took notice. But it's like they shout me out. I shout them out. We're, we're kind of going back and forth. But the actual, the name on TikTok was... Street Beefs Prince KT. Okay? Okay. So Street Beefs Prince KT. I started out by I I believe he followed us at some point. I went in just everybody who follows us, I go in and I investigate your content. I like to see what you're about. <laughs> are you somebody we could work with? Are you somebody are you just a cool person? I go in, I kind of investigate and I look around. And I immediately just kind of caught good vibes with this guy. Right? Yeah. Just kind of got good vibes. Didn't just his videos were just, they just were fun. He, he seemed, everything seemed fun. Right. Then, uh, we had a couple interactions and then come back. Like I come back to it and I re I re go through his content and I find out I, I look, there's like backyard boxing street beefs. He's got videos of this. I didn't realize he's the fucking guy doing the boxing. Oh shit. This guy's in street beefs. He's back here throwing hands with people. He's starching people. So I took a fucking deep dive at about two in the morning the other night where I just went down a rabbit hole of Prince KT street B fights. Uh-huh. Dude is nice. He's nice. So shout out to Prince KT. Look, anybody who will, who will willingly stand across from another man and throw hands for sport. You got my fucking respect right off the bat. So shout out to him. Now, Prince KT, we, we had a little more conversation and he let me know he's looking to transition into professional wrestling. Okay. So, so whatever we can do to help out street beefs, Prince KT, let's do it. Let's get behind him. We don't have a huge audience. We don't have a ton audience. It looks like we got like, we got like 120 people who, who consistently listen to this show, which is fucking crazy to me. Right? Yeah. There's 120 people. And, and I appreciate every one of those people who every week tune in to either look at my stupid face or listen to me bitch and complain and, and talk about wrestling. I always laugh when people are like, oh, it's only 120. I'm like, dude, it's 120. Yeah. There are 120 people who pay attention to what I say. And I appreciate every fucking one of them. Some of them more than others because they're nicer. But I appreciate <laughs> every one of them. And uh, I do, I want at some point after WrestleMania, after kind of our, our, our outside of this podcast life slows down, I want to get Prince KT on the show and just chit chat. Seems like a real cool dude. Seems like somebody who'd be a lot of fun to talk to. I want to start yeah, getting, sure. I want to get outside people involved in what we're doing. I'm excited, right? We got a segment coming up here tonight with Jay Knows Wrestling. Yeah. And I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm glad we finally figured out some way. And I think it's just the beginning of what we're going to do with Jay. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Notorious March Madness theme song brackets. Round one, the SmackDown division. Uh, round one's over. Uh, there were eight matches. First round, no big surprises. It's kind of what I expected. But, mm-hmm. but when you're going 16 teams or 16 people, you, you get a little bit of a feel. I tried to mix it up and not put too much excitement in the first round. We had Roman versus Shotzi. Yeah. Roman Blue are out 74% to 26%. All right. We had Charlotte Flair and Shinsuke Nakamura, which I assumed Shinsuke was going to win this, mm-hmm. but didn't see this big of a gap at 83% to 17%. Okay. We had Naomi and Drew McIntyre. 
I mean, music-wise, I get this. Drew's got a pretty dope theme song. It's more memorable. Yeah. Her 60, entrance is cool as shit. I agree. Her theme I song agree. is me. 67% to 33%. Uh, this one was funny. Natalia versus Madcap Moss. I'm not even sure I know what Madcap Moss's personal theme song is. I, I don't know his theme song. Like, I don't know what... I, I, I've heard it, because I remember the other day seeing it, and I was like, oh, shit, interesting. He's got a song. I'll have to go look it up. I know Happy Corbin's, but but uh, no. and, and and I noticed in doing this tournament, there are people I've left out. Uh-huh. And so in in the fourth division, when we get there, yeah, I'm going to reinsert those people into the tournament. All right. So that's just going to be a mishmash because obviously Happy Corbin's not in this. Yeah, and he should be. Uh, we have New Day versus Sheamus. New Day, 70%. Sheamus, 30%. Sheamus got more than I thought he would. And this was actually made before Sheamus's crew took out Big E. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Big E, 72% to 28%. That surprised me just a little bit. Nah. Not not that Sasha won, but just the, the, the gap in which she won. No. You don't like Big E's song? No. I mean, really? not in comparison to Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks' song is, like, memorable. Everybody knows what it is. I like Sasha's old song. I like the old version of her song. I don't love the, love the Snoop, Snoop Dogg Dog version. version. It was good for a moment, but I think I'm kind of tired. I'm ready to go back to the... Don't you talk about Snoop that way. The original. Uh, Usos versus Ricochet. This was our closest matchup of the first round. Okay. And we got the Usos with 58% moving on and Ricochet with 42%. Okay. We Last but not least, we had Xavier... Versus uh, Sami Zayn. This one I thought could be closer. I actually really, really, really like Sami Zayn. And this may have been the only one where I personally would have voted different. Even though I love Xavier Woods, one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. I would have voted Sami Zayn here. But uh, Xavier won 68% to 32%. Um, So that means in the second round of the SmackDown division, we have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. It's getting dicey now. Ooh. It's getting dicey. That 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 should be good right there. All right. We got Natalia versus the New Day. I think I could call that. We got Sasha versus the Usos. I assume I can call that. Then we got Xavier versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Easy. Okay, you're calling that that easy. Yep. But so that's uh, this is going to drag out farther than March. I've realized because it needs time. So this may be a two or three month thing. But I'm going to give it the the proper amount of time because we got to get through four divisions of this thing. Yeah. We've got uh, SmackDown, Raw, AEW, uh-huh. and then the last one is Free Agents, couple New Japan Pro guys, okay, couple like authority figures from WWE, All right. and then anybody that I accidentally left out when I was trying to come up because it was hard to, to Remember sit and like, everybody? Play, yeah, to go yeah. like, well, I need 16 from SmackDown, I need 16 from Raw. Like, actually, when I look at my Raw list, I left Brock Lesnar out completely. <gasps> How dare you? So he'll be in the the uh, the extras. Cool. All right, let's get into some overreactions from this week. Uh, Lauren. Yes. I discovered a new uh, internet show, podcast. What, what do you, I don't know what you refer to this as. It's a, it's kind of like what we do. All right. A little, it's, it's a, it's officially WWE, but the, I, I, I discovered the bump. The WWE bump with Kayla Braxton and two guys. I don't know their fucking names. Her backups. But it's a show where every week they bring on a WWE superstar. It's Wednesdays at 10 o'clock in the morning. And, and they talk and they go. And they, you just kind of get to know people you didn't know. And I've, I've rather enjoyed it because it's given me a deeper dive into certain superstars who I, I wouldn't say I disliked them. But I didn't even really care about them. People yeah. like uh, Rhea Ripley was on two weeks ago. And kind of got a, a newfound respect for her. Dewdrop was on last uh-huh. week. <clears throat> and, you know, everybody's wrestling character is one character. And sometimes I don't, not identify, but I don't click. Like, they don't register with me. Like, Dewdrop. Mm-hmm. Nor is that character supposed to register with me, probably, right? Yeah. But then I see her on the bump, and I see her talk and, and, and say things about how she came up or, or what's currently going on, or she's just kind of a good person. And it makes me go, oh, cool. I like Dewdrop now. I really like Dewdrop, and I have a harder time hating on her. It's one of the problems with this show, right? I started off hating on everything, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to embrace everything. So there's not as much for me to bitch about. <laughs> but this week, uh, this morning, actually, because this is Wednesday, 
Uh, KO was on the show. I haven't watched it yet. I'll watch it tomorrow. I'll give my thoughts on that next week. But every week, we're going to kind of start off the overreactions just talking about who was on the bump last week. Yeah. Because I think, you know, everybody should go check it out. It's a good way to kind of just learn more about... And they kind of recap what happened. Yeah, I week. think Nikki Bella was on last week. Who yeah. else was on? Uh, Dewdrop. Uh, Austin Theory was on Austin the week Austin Theory was on that. two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and then some Olympian, like, girl. Yeah, it was on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But on to SmackDown. I, I know I'm beating a drum here. I, and uh, Is it beating a dead horse? I'm beating a dead horse. I'm, but I'm going to shout this from the rooftops. Am I the only one who feels like Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns They've they've sold me right. They've it's got the big fight feel. They've mm-hmm. done their job. WWE for as much as WWE gets wrong, I feel like they've they've sold me on this one. I do believe they, week in week out they've they've tweaked it enough. I feel like it's got the right amount of time. It's had it's had a long story, and and then it's got a short story built into it. Both story arcs are there. And this week we saw. Uh, Brock Lesnar come out looking for Roman Reigns, pissed off, said he threw his fucking title at Pat McAfee, which I love, right? I love, I like the idea of Brock being like, this isn't even about the title anymore. Yeah. This is, per- it's starting to feel a little real. It's starting to feel a little bit real, right? <laughs> now, it I, is real. <laughs> but when it starts to feel real, that's when it gets fun. And, and and I know it's not real because I know there's respect between these two guys. I've I've read it in numerous articles. But when it starts to feel real is when it gets real fun. And, and it does. And Brock made it feel real by throwing the title, by you know chasing after Paul Heyman. One thing I'm going to say, I feel sorry for the extras who are in the back when Brock Lesnar's like on a mission and like throwing chairs at people or, yeah. or running through and knocking people into different different things in the back. Like what when you show up for for Friday night SmackDown and like here's what you're doing this week. You're you're gonna stand in the back and Brock Lesnar's gonna run as fast as he fucking can, and he's just gonna run you over at some point. <laughs> and, and he's probably gonna slam you into this table as he goes by. I be oh, what the fuck did I do? Why why are we doing this with me? I didn't I I don't deserve this shit. So I, I feel bad for for those people in the back. That sucks, right? But when we talk about main events, right? We talk about uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. It, I think it shines a glaring comparison on on what we're getting Saturday night at WrestleMania. Yeah. I still, I just, I'm not sold on Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda Rousey. I, I'm not sold on that idea. It's missing something. It needs a stipulation. It needs it needs another person involved, a special guest referee. It needs something. It's just when I look at Saturday and I look at Sunday and I go, we're ending off Sunday beautifully. But Saturday is like a, eh, like it's okay. I'm not Charlotte. Look, I, I hate on Charlotte a lot, but it's Charlotte's not bad. She's good at grading, getting and, reactions. Whatever. I don't, I'm not my reaction. That's opposite of what I'm going to say. I don't, she doesn't move a needle for me. There's so, there's tons of people who love Charlotte Flair and that's fine, right? You do you. She doesn't move the needle for me. Rhonda doesn't move the needle for me. Rhonda, Rhonda's just Rhonda, right? She's better seen and not heard from a standpoint of when she talks her emotion level, it's not, it, she's not an entertainer. I agree. And you have to be an entertainer to sell the main event. She's great when she goes out there and beats somebody up. But she's just, when, when that's not what's happening. So I don't know, man. I, I talked about, and I don't want to keep beating the same drum week after week, but we are headed into WrestleMania. This is what we have to talk about. I don't, they need something. That match is missing something. Now, we went through a whole SmackDown again without Roman Reigns. And I don't understand this. I don't know that that's a good idea. I, I don't believe that's a good idea. When, when, when AEW makes an effort to make every show memorable, I think that's the effort they make. Like when AEW goes into a show, I do believe that the thought process is we want everybody who watched and was there to leave with a memorable moment. Yeah. I, SmackDown's kind of pulled back and done the opposite and goes like, we'll just keep Roman off the show and, and maybe the effect worked, right? Because it got the reaction out of Brock Lesnar. But but is it good 
two and a half weeks out from WrestleMania to not have your A star player on the show at all? I don't think in so. any form or fact. I don't. I don't love that idea. It, it doesn't seem like the best way to run your. Now, like I said, I'm sold on this, so I'm gonna roll with it. Uh-huh. But just like thinking practically, I go. Man, I don't know that I would have Roman Reigns miss any shows going into WrestleMania. I would want him in front and center for everything moving forward. Uh, earlier in that show, or, or later in that show from the Brock Lesnar, because he did open the show, and then we weirdly ended with, uh, I don't even remember what was the ending match of the night. Was, was it, it Charlotte and Rhonda or something I think like so. that? I think it was Charlotte I and Rhonda. I don't even remember. That's that's why I don't like. Because you were like, is that the end? And I was like, yeah. I don't love that pacing. But we did get to see Pat McAfee get a little bit of payback on Austin Theory, right? And yep. somebody messaged me last week on uh, one of the social medias and said, hey, man, stop talking about a match that nobody cares about. Is that the case? No. Does nobody care? Because I care. I fucking care. Like, I'm interested in, in Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pat McAfee goes out there if he doesn't think he can put on a show. And Austin Theory is talented. So I have no worries there. You got to believe that at some point Vince McMahon gets some kind of involvement in this. So I'm excited for this. I don't know. Pat, uh, Pat takes bumps. He jumped off the table. It looked good. I thought I thought fucking Michael Cole was great. Yeah. Michael Cole sold he sold that so well with the Pat. Come on, Pat. Pat. Hey, chill, Pat. Chill. Hey. That SmackDown did a good job of making things seem real. I could suspend my belief for a little bit and actually get into it. Maybe I'm just sold on WWE right now. Right? People keep calling me Mark. Why are they calling me Mark? That's not my name. My name's not Mark. That's not my, stop calling me that. It's not my name. That's not my name. It's not my name. Uh, you know, I wish that Austin Theory's having to do like a whole side thing on Raw mm-hmm. with uh, Finn Balor to stay relevant because that is his home show, right? He's, yeah. he's Monday Night Raw and they need to feature him. And need, I wish Pat McAfee was available to sneakily show up on a Monday Night Raw. I know, uh, it just doesn't really fit into his schedule. Yeah. But it would be fun if he showed up on Monday Night Raw one night. Uh, let's talk about Monday Night Raw, though. Uh, Bianca and Becky, they got a nice little thing going on there. I like that better than I like Charlotte and and uh, Ronda. And maybe that's For just sure. me. I'm a, I'm a Bianca fan. But <sighs> they're definitely trying to mute each other. I mean, and like literally mute each other. So apparently Bianca fractured Becky's throat at a house show. And then it looks like Becky put a chair around... Bianca's neck and ran her into a ring post and tried to mute her. Lots of throat fracturing going on. Yeah. It seemed a little sketchy, right? Like when you feature that thing at the beginning of the video game in the beginning of the show, don't try this at home. Mm-hmm. That's some shit you shouldn't be trying at home. Don't put a chair around your neck and run into a pole. Definitely, That'll fuck you up. Um, did, so I don't know if you caught this during that match. What? The, and Becky, Becky's kind of hinting. It feels maybe I'm wrong. It feels like Becky might be hinting that uh, Bianca's hair's on the line in this match. Or that something's going to happen. Becky, the, the way they're featuring the long braid in this leads me to believe that, like, there is a deeper element to this story. And I do, I like, I believe, I believe that at WrestleMania, this is just a random prediction, Becky Lynch is going to cut the braid off of Sasha Banks' hair. Uh, Sasha Banks. <laughs> Becky Lynch is going to cut the braid off of Bianca Belair's head. Dude, that would be crazy. I think it's time for the braid to go. I don't think it's time for the braid to go, but I don't think it hurts for the braid to go. Bianca doesn't need that gimmick anymore. Everybody in the WWE universe knows who she is. That braid got her noticed. Yeah. But she doesn't need it at this point. She's, no, she's Bianca she's Belair. She's ascended to, yeah. She, her talent can carry her at this point. I mean, she's good on a microphone. Fuck everybody who says she's not good on a microphone. Oh, she's yeah. extremely good on a microphone for a, for a baby face. Mm-hmm. She does the job exactly the way you want it done. And Becky is the perfect heel to Bianca's face. It, it I, I mean, we all, all of us, right? As a collective, the whole CWC, we all agree, right? That that there's more excitement in Bianca and Becky than there is in Charlotte and Ronda. That should have been the main event, especially if they're going to do something with the hair. Can you imagine, like, dude, can you picture this? WrestleMania 38, Bianca and Becky are in the ring. Bianca gets ready to whip her with that hair, and all of a sudden, Becky, you know, ties it to the ropes or something where she can't get away. 
pulls out a pair of scissors and just snap. Can you imagine that? I'd, I'd be like, I mean, do you know, like, that's a fucking WrestleMania moment. That's a big deal. It also separates Bianca from, that's gotta be annoying. That's gotta be annoying, right? For somebody to cut your hair? No, to have to wrestle with that fucking oh. giant thing and hold it and, and get yeah, it out of your see, way when constantly. When she does her flips and stuff, she has to like hold it and wrap it around It's her. gotta like, be like, I'm she's sure gotta hard. be ready to separate herself from that gimmick. She has to be. Yeah. And I think it's the right time. And I think it makes for a hell of a WrestleMania moment. So I think that's a prediction. You can put that on the books. I believe they're either going to say, like, if Bianca loses the match, her hair gets cut off, or Becky's just straight up cutting the hair off during the match, which will lead to a more aggressive Bianca Belair, which puts her over the top and causes her to walk out of WrestleMania with the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last but not least here. So KO was holding it down on Monday night raw this week. He, uh, opened and closed the show. He's a fucking workhorse, man. I don't understand the lack of respect for Kevin Owens. When we put up Kevin Owens content, there's always some douchebag who comes in and is like, why the fuck? Who cares? Why would they put stone cold with KO? Like, cause KO's the fucking man. He's the guy Name somebody who works harder night in night out. Name someone who cuts a better promo. Name somebody who is better comedically and also as aggressive as Kevin. I'll wait. I'll wait. It's not. Seth Rollins is good. And Seth Rollins excels in a lot of places. But overall, all the way around, nobody's touching Kevin Owens. All the way around. When you bring in everything, sports entertainment, pro wrestling, a little bit of everything, Kevin Owens is that guy. He just is. Opens the show, closes the show. He's in the middle of the show. He's, he's putting on triple duty half the time to, to keep Monday Night Raw. He was the best thing that happened to Monday Night Raw in the draft that nobody fucking talked about, right? Everybody was like, oh, Bianca, Seth, Becky. They were all hyped up about them. Fuck that. KO is the guy. He's that guy. And Kevin Owens has chemistry with fucking damn near every person he gets in the ring with, right? Yeah. Chris Jericho, man, they sold the shit out of that. Sami Zayn, he sold the shit out of that. Uh, Seth Rollins, he sells the shit out of that. He, he's just, he's that good, right? But we still got no answers for Seth Rollins. We still got no answers for Seth Rollins. We came in and out of Monday Night Raw, and we learned nothing. Now, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear this, uh, I did catch a Facebook article, Dave Meltzer, that fucking name. Like, I don't, I don't, who the fuck is Dave Meltzer? No. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, I don't know who Dave Meltzer is, but his name pops up all the time. And the funny thing is most of the time when he pops up, this is wrong information from my point of view. I don't know. Maybe he's right. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't care who the fuck he is. Fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I don't like Dave Meltzer. Fuck that guy. But Dave Meltzer is reporting that it's a done deal for Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That that's what we're getting. That the ink is the ink is on the contract. It's dry. That's what's set in stone. And unless something crazy happens, that's what we're getting. And gotta say, man, if this is a real deal, I, I'm I'm excited. It fills out the card real well. You start looking at that card up and down, and I go, I I am excited for WrestleMania 38. I am I'm fully in on it. Now, does this all hang on what Dave Meltzer's saying? hundred percent. And hopefully <laughs> ho I mean, hopefully that's true. Come on, Dave. Yeah. But that's uh that's my recap uh, of WWE for this week. So what we're gonna do next here is we're gonna take a uh about five or six minutes and we're gonna let Jay Knows Wrestling jump in here. We're gonna let him give us an AEW recap because uh, you know, truth be told, we, we went to an AEW event tonight and it was fun. We had fun. We'll talk about it more in the burning question, but I I just can't I can't commit to doing a AEW recap every week. I mm. can't, I can't commit to that. And Jay is very good at this. He uh, very knowledgeable. So we'll go ahead. We're gonna run this segment, and then we'll be back in about six minutes. All right. Hey, hey, it's your boy Jay from Jay Knows Wrestling, and this is AEW this week. So Dynamite was a big show because it was the Revolution Fallout show. But don't worry, CM Punk or MJF are here, even though the pay-per-view was built around their match. 
We open up the show with Chris Jericho. He has a new faction called the Jericho Appreciation Society, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's the name. The inner circle's no more because Chris Jericho hit Santana with a bat. Even though three guys of the Jericho Appreciation Society, Daniel Garcia and the tag team of 2.0, were beating up on Chris Jericho literally three minutes before Jericho announced the formation of this new faction. Jake Hager is also a part of it. Brian Danielson and John Moxley beat up a random tag team. William Regal grabbed the microphone and said if any team steps up against these two, they're gonna get stepped on. Adam Page and Adam Cole apparently are still beefing, and Adam Cole thinks his way back to the AEW title is with a trios match. But when Adam Cole makes it backstage, the Young Bucks say, hey Adam Cole, we're not gonna help you against Hangman Page. Adam Cole's like, that's awesome guys, because I was gonna pick these two. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. So it's basically the Undisputed Era minus Roderick Strong. On the other side of the arena, I'm hoping, Adam Page runs into this crazy group of guys called the Dark Order. And they're like, hey, Hangman, will, will you pick us to help you? Blah, blah, blah. We'll help you, Hangman, so we can wrestle on TV. Ooh. And Hangman Page was like, nah, I ran into uh, Jurassic Express and they want to fight the Bucks, so they are going to be on my team. Jurassic Express are the AEW Tag Team Champions. It is a team of a dinosaur and a jungle boy. The Young Bucks aren't in the match, though. So the plot thickens. Matt Hardy gets kicked out of his own faction, and while he's getting beat up, his brother starts coming to the ring, but cutting a rug and dancing the whole way down. But Jeff Hardy now in AEW. The Hardy Boys are now in AEW. That's gonna be amazing! Thunder Rosa! Once again, number one contender for Britt Baker's AEW Women's Championship for like the eighth time in the last calendar year. But the next match is gonna be in a steel cage. And Scorpio Sky gets a shot at Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. The whole reason this match took place was because AEW wants the mixed martial arts chick called Paige Van Zant. Scorpio Sky wins the TNT title and then Paige Van Zant comes to the ring and they all beat up Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara's real life girlfriend Ty Conte tries to come down but Paige Van Zant beats her down and signs her AEW contract on Ty Conte's bootay. We then get to Rampage and Scorpio Sky says, Hey, I'm only going to carry one title, not two, like Sammy Guevara. I feel Sammy Guevara held two titles because he was like, Hey, Cody, if you come back to AEW, you can have one of these titles. Come back, guy. Will you please come back? You can have one of my TNT titles. But Scorpio Sky don't care about that shit. Keith Lee wrestled QT Marshall. Is it just me, or is it weird to see two guys over 6 foot, 250 pounds at the same time in an AEW ring? After he beat him up, Aaron Solo came into the ring, and Keith Lee disposed of him. Then him and Nick Camarato faced off, and he clotheslines him out of the ring. Then Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks attack Keith Lee and beat him down. Mercedes Martinez won a match, I think, I can't quite remember. And Sheeta, she used to be an AEW World's Women's Champion. She's upset with Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb's been doing these five-minute challenges and knocking fools out. And then we close the show with the AEW debut of Swerve Strickland which was pretty good against Tony Nese. Tony Nese was a step slow because he's been wrestling lesser talent on Dark and Dark Elevation. But Swerve Strickland, which you may know him as Isaiah Swerve Scott from NXT, looked amazing. And that was this week in AEW. Alright, he fucking killed that. Yes, he killed that. I love that. I uh, 
when you don't know, because I asked him a couple days ago, I said, Hey, would you like to do this? Or he kind of reached out in the comments of our video and said, I could do the AEW corresponding thing for you. And then I reached out to him. I said, but I want, if you're going to do this, I want you to do it how you want to do it. And I want you to put your spin on it. And he uh-huh. definitely did. He fucking killed it. Like he understood the assignment. Yes. Sir. He nailed it. I, I want to make that like, that has to be a weekly thing. He's, mm-hmm. We're going to have to get him to commit to doing that every week. Cause I fucking loved it. You have to understand, like you have to understand who Jay is. And if you know his content, then you get it right. He's a guy like at first, if you, if you try to take it too seriously right off the bat, it's, it's weird, but then <laughs> no, I mean, it is. Cause like you don't, he says a lot of things and they like head scratch. Right. And then yeah. when you like, there's levels to this podcasting shit uh-huh. or to making content. Right. Yeah. And he gets it and he's on a different level and he's, he's actually like super fucking knowledgeable and about funny. wrestling and, fu- and very funny. Funny's not a question, but he's super knowledgeable at this thing. So I like, <clears throat> I love that. I love that we're able to do that. And I hope we're able to like, uh, to, to do more things with Jay in the future, especially, but that I want like a weekly thing. Um, uh, this was a question. This is now we're moving on from that. Uh, I wrote this down while he was doing that. Cause it made me laugh. He, Jay gets a lot of hate as do all content creators. Right. Okay. And I, sometimes I wonder when I, cause I don't, I don't have my pulse, my, my thumb on the pulse of this, but like, am I, am I a good guy in the world of, of like wrestling podcasting or am I a bad guy? I don't know where I stand. Right. Cause I want to say like, Sometimes I just immediately want to go like, I'm the bad guy, right? I'm the voice of the voiceless. I come in and I'm disrupting things, but then like, maybe I'm the good guy. I don't know. It's, I try. I like, we'll make a poll. I don't Maybe <laughs> we'll make a poll. Right. But, but then like, I start thinking like, you know, but then there's guys with like green beards. Right. And they obviously, the guy with the green beard has to be the Joker. Right. Yeah. Does that make me Batman? Definitely. Am I the fucking, Look. am I Batman of the wrestling podcasting sure. world? Look at you wearing black I'm now. fucking Batman. Like that's a lot of responsibility you put on me. If you're going to tell me I'm the Batman of professional wrestling yeah. podcasting. You saved the wrestling world of one. Oh man. It's like a whole nother fucking level. We're going to have to take this to. Sure. I'm gonna have to I, I might have to get me a mask and a, uh-huh. and a cape and things and just straight up Batman it. You know, for sure. I did come in as the savant and, and, yeah. uh, and save the TikTok wrestling world. That's true. All right, let's get into the dirt sheets for this week. <clears throat> There's a, a new overlay that you're going to uh, click us to, and then you have to change your internet source there to go to your internet thing or else you're just going to show everybody your notes, which you did. Hey, hey, it's your boy Jay from Jay, to the Jay video. Knows. Oh, no. You're struggling on the ones and two. I, I gave you a bunch of new things to do here. We tried to up the, the quality of the show. Go to the first news story. They're in order. I put them in order oh, for you. Oh, you want me to already? I was going to open it up as we were talking. No, nah, I just it, put it up there. Put All it up right. there. There you go. Oh, but then you can't read your notes you've made. Are you nervous you, now? Yeah, you've got. All right, go back to your place, notes bro. then. Go back you to your don't notes. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> I've got a method to my madness. Go back to your notes then. All right. So I said early on when we did the show that I don't like dirt sheets. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't. I don't like sifting through the dirt sheets. I don't like reading the like the rumory, grimy news. I'm okay with getting like the occasional facebook article or if i'm scrolling through and i see something interesting i'll click on it but i don't like the dirt sheets i don't like to directly go into websites that tell but i've had to for this podcast because it makes for a form of content right Mm -hmm. uh but you have so graciously uh told me that you will take over that job for me because it is hard to prepare for this show every week it is a lot of work even though it may seem like i'm just fucking making this shit up as i go there's a lot of preparation goes in this and you've offered to take over that part and then report to me the news stories that I probably haven't seen. Right. So that yes. way I can just kind of react and tell you my thoughts and feelings on it. So, uh, I think you, you, this week you have three news stories. Uh-huh. All right, let's go ahead and get it right in. What's what story number one for me? All right. So you know how B, how big E broke his neck last week, right? Yeah. So we saw that we watched it. Yes, we uh-huh. did. Well, so there's this doctor now that's saying that there's a probability that he'll never wrestle again. Who's there's a doctor saying that Biggie will never wrestle again. Yep. They're saying now, I didn't hear never... that part. So B... this is his doctor or another doctor? No, it's just a, another doctor, like a doctor came out and basically said that there's a possibility that Biggie would never wrestle again with injury that. See, that's, that, uh, that's the shit I don't Remember, like to not hear. not his doctor. This is just but a it's doctor. another doctor. But yes, that's, I don't like that. I, that bothers me because I don't, you never wish this kind of shit upon somebody and, and fuck for, uh, 
Ridge Holland motherfucker. And I don't want to be mad at him, but but I am a little bit mad at him because Biggie was, I feel like he was just starting to figure it out. You know, he had his first title run. I think he would have took the notes from that, gone back and retooled and came back. I think everything that uh, us as like internet commenters were saying, we were all fucking wrong. Or not all, but I was. I know I was, right? I said, but he's got to get more serious and more aggressive. Yeah. When the reality is he probably should have just laid into the the comedy and been a comedic champion. Yeah. Fuck, though, that sucks. Like, Big E could be done forever. I mean, that's crazy, right? But also, I'll say on Rich Holland's side, like, imagine how you feel being the one that ended I'm sure. Well, and I'm sure that that, that dude feels like shit, so I don't want to pile onto him. But, like, how quickly it could change. I told you, I rewatched the segment. And like you go from Biggie riding a, a four wheeler to the ring or whatever, or, or dancing around the ring and being happy to like, you're sitting there watching and you go moments later, this guy's not going to be able to walk. Yeah. Moments later, this guy's going to be in the hospital and not be able. Oh, that's, that's kind of shit makes me sick. I don't I like saw it on Twitter and it was just like, Oh my God. Like that was my, first I, I won't rewatch it. I won't rewatch it. Cause I, all I need to see is that kind of shit. I don't like like in pro football when they show you an ankle sprain over. I got it once it's in, it's locked in. I don't need yeah. to see it ever again to know how fucking horrific that was. But I mean, on top of that, just, and this is just me ranting a little bit, but like, do we really need to be lifting guys that fucking big up for suplexes, belly to belly suplexes outside the ring? Like do, what, what did that really add to that match? What what does a move like that add? I just I don't love I don't love guys like Biggie being suplexed over the top of somebody's head. It just doesn't Ah, let's move on. I don't like that. Okay, okay. All right. It bothers me. I don't like that. That fucking sucks, man. So moving on. Uh-huh. This week on Twitter, we had uh Bailey, who was at it again. Um, she posted a tweet with free agent and the um what is that? That little thing like sun, I saw the tweet. Sundial. It's an hourglass. 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 Yeah, I saw this tweet. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey does this shit right. <clears throat> She's known for kind of trolling and and getting everybody excited. Now it seems like we're due Bailey coming back, right? It, it's been long Hopefully. enough. She's been injured long enough. I uh, what if? Because I was talking about it earlier. What if uh, that Charlotte and Ronda match? It needs some spices. It needs something. What if Bailey gets involved in that some way? Just even at WrestleMania. Or post-match. It needs something. Like, Saturday night needs to close out with something people are going to talk about. And I don't feel like it's going to be Ronda and Charlotte. So what if, let's say, let's say Ronda wins, right? Ronda's going to need something to do after WrestleMania. What if Bailey comes out and attacks her? That makes sense, right? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, because Bailey is better as heel. And if Ronda's the face, she wins the title. Charlotte can take a well-deserved break. I mean, that would definitely be a good surprise. I, I don't know. It would get people talking, right? I mean, it would yeah. get people talking if, if Bailey returned Saturday night at WrestleMania. Yeah, I definitely think WrestleMania always needs some sort of surprise, and that would be a good surprise. And Bailey's got to be on SmackDown, correct? Because if we look at the rosters, there's there's no room on Raw. Raw's no. got Alexa Bliss. It's got Becky. It's got Bianca. Sasha, uh, right? No, Sasha SmackDown. SmackDown? But SmackDown's got Ronda. Sasha, Charlotte, and then outside of those three, there's not a big, big name. I think Bailey fits in there. I think Asuka fits in well on Raw, and I think Bailey fits in on SmackDown. Yeah, where's Asuka at, too? I, they'll come back. I think, like, there's no reason to insert those people pre-WrestleMania because all your stories have kind of been laid. The foundation has been laid the last couple months. Yeah. So you can't just start sprinkling in new people like, oh, here's Asuka for no fucking reason. Yeah, so yeah. all of those people, you tend to like the Monday after WrestleMania tends to be more fun than even WrestleMania because that's where everybody comes back. There's usually some big surprises. Someone from NXT's called up. That's usually it's like that's my favorite night of the year is the Monday after WrestleMania. All right. What do you got for your third story? All right. So story number three. So WWE is getting into the NFT game. Um, it's WWE Moonsault is the new platform that they're using for NFTs. Um, It'll be the official marketplace for WWE NFTs, and it will be dropping soon. Um, Stephanie also was commenting about the whole metaverse thing and at their fourth quarter earnings call. Um, But she basically said, we are absolutely exploring the metaverse as an opportunity for WWE, especially as 
it unfolds that this is really where more and more people are going to be coming to connect and socialize. Um, WWE is a community-based business, and it's all about its fans coming together and sharing this experience. We think that there are huge opportunities to expand upon this in the metaverse itself. All right. This is the future, right? I mean, NXTs and and, and cryptos and, and things like that. I mean, this is the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's interesting. WWE has to get into it. They they usually lead the way in technology. And, uh, you know, those the, the NBA ones did extremely well, apparently. Mm-hmm. The, the NFT packs where you buy, like, certain plays and players and things like that. So it feels like WWE is going to fit right in with that. I'll probably buy one. Just, you know, because uh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just for fun. I don't know. I don't understand the value of them. I don't understand mm-hmm. what I'm getting, but I think it would be cool to own, like you own a piece of history, kind of. It's almost like the ability to buy history, right? Because NFTs are, are like one in a I, I like believe, a so I'm not an NFT expert, and somebody can jump in and help me out here, but I do believe that, like, you are buying a moment. You're buy- So, like... Let's say, for instance, Bianca Belair's hair gets cut off at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. And you could buy that NFT and you own that moment and you own the rights, not necessarily to uh, to the footage, but I think you own, like, you can display that as something you own. Yeah. Man, that's cool. I mean, <clears throat> I don't understand the name Moonsault. I guess there's something there. Maybe it's a metaverse thing. I've I've been flirting with the idea. I want to do a metaverse podcast, a special, like a special event in VR, a podcast where like you can, you know, you're here with me. Like a meet and greet. No, like a podcast, like an actual show, either with like an avatar of myself. Yeah. Or, or some kind of 3D camera doing it. But yeah, this is, man, this is like Facebook and all this shit there. The metaverse is real. There's, there's like. This is going to be one of those things that we talk about years later and be like, you said it was going to happen. I'm still waiting for like, uh. I know you can kind of do it on the Oculus, but I'm waiting for like when you can buy a ticket to WrestleMania in VR and watch the entire show from like the first row. That'd be super fucking cool. <clears throat> they do it in a lot of basketball games. Now. A lot of NBA and college, you can watch the game from the courtside perspective. I, you know, I'd pay for, I'd pay 50 bucks to, to watch WrestleMania from a, from a VR perspective. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's get into this week's burning question. Oh, so just a couple hours ago, we were sitting in the Freeman Coliseum for what St. Patrick's Day. What was it called? Smash. Smash. Was that what it was? St. Patrick's Day smash? I think so. Whatever. It was the the March 16th AEW live event in San Antonio, Texas. We were there. We went. We bought tickets. Got them for my birthday. And uh, I thought the proper topic for this week would be. I've been to five WrestleManias in my life, 27, 28, 29, 30, and 33 or 34. Not sure exactly, but it's something in those in the Atlanta, Miami, New York, New Orleans, and Dallas, whatever number of those correspond to. So I've been, and I've been to numerous Monday Night Raws. I've been to Monday Night Raws after WrestleMania. I've been to SmackDowns. I've been almost anything, you name it, I've been there. So I have a little perspective. That the only thing I had never been to in the world of wrestling when it comes to large, large-scale events was an AEW event. And tonight we were able to go. Now, yeah. I, I know this is a little skewed because this, I mean, the, the place was full. It was completely jam-packed. One didn't look like there was an empty seat in the house, which I know isn't common for both WWE and uh, in AEW, but I just want to like, I want to talk to you about this. Interesting. I know there were a lot of things I noticed a lot of, of compare and contrast I could, could make between the two companies. The first thing I noticed about the difference in going to a WWE and an AEW event was the scale of the production. And, and you know me, that's kind of my jam, right? Yeah. I, I tinker and I put together cameras and lights and, and, and AEW is, it's a very bare bones operation. If you see the, the setup, the television boards and things like that, it's a table, man. And, and it is in Freeman Coliseum, which is a smaller arena. And there's a lot less lights and a lot smaller pyro and a lot smaller uh, video screens. But I will have to say when you get in there in person, it, it does the job, man. Mm-hmm. Their setup looks good. It looks it, and they do a good job, and you mentioned this to me. They do AEW does an amazing job 
of using camera angles to make it appear so much larger than it is. For sure. Because when you're there, it, it definitely looks small. The stage is small. The 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 rings the side of the ring is looks small. You got the 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 cage that surrounds it is is definitely not as big as like a WWE barricade. Yeah. So there are definitely different comparisons to make. Now, uh, having said that, one thing I did notice one one big thing I noticed, and this is talked about a lot, but until you witness it in person, uh huh. The AEW crowd. There is an energy inside of that building that is not present at WWE events. And I'll go on yeah. record. I still like after all this, I'm going to say I get it. Like I get the AEW vibe now. I get why so many people like AEW and I still don't give a shit. Like that's that's my feeling. I'm still not going to be a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not going to be a hardcore fan. I'm not going to watch every week. I understand. I understand the vibe it gives off and it's not for me, right? I yeah. like the lights the cameras. I like the pyros and things like that, but the energy inside that building, boy, it's crazy. Adam Cole. It's crazy when Adam Cole comes out and I'm not going to go over what happened in the show that we'll leave that to Jay. Jay's good at that. Jay will do that next week. He'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk about my like opinions of what was going on in the building. (sighs) WWE crowds. They tend to be quiet, right? For a long period of time. And then one guy starts to chant and everybody catches up, picks up. At AEW, there's just constantly somebody fucking yelling something, screaming. Just and it's a smart crowd. They know when to chant. They know when to clap. I, I like. I have nothing but good things to say about it. I, I don't know the vibe you took away, right? I mean, uh, when you're there in person, the pacing is different because there's not so many. WWE has so many breaks in between and 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 video packages. And yeah. AEW kind of keeps it moving. Now, when you're a smaller company, you don't have the advertising like WWE. It's easier to do that. But the, the takeaway I got was I came in with low expectations of AEW. Not a fan. I keep saying not a fan. I am a fan. I'm just not, I'm not a consistent fan. Okay. And, and the vibe I walked out with was it was extremely, uh, extremely well put together show. Now, let's talk about Tony Khan. Because I have thoughts on Tony Khan. <laughs> and I've always made fun of Tony Khan. I call him Tony Khan man. I, I think Baby that... Khan. I think that uh, he's eccentric. He's always... I always got a surprise. I always, you know, this week's going to be a bigger surprise than last week. So I got to see Tony Khan first time, got eyes on him in person. He came out. He did a little uh, opening spiel about the show. Tony Khan's a cult leader. That's what he is. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 and I mean that as a compliment, right? Tony Khan is a cult leader. He's, he's fully sold on this idea. He's running a wrestling company. And unlike with WWE and Vince McMahon, where I feel like it's business first and love for the sport second, mm-hmm. like this explains so much to me about why AEW operates the way it does. I don't really think Tony Khan gives two fucks about the business of professional wrestling. And that's a good thing for, for AEW, right? Yeah. Tony Khan, when I say, I used to say this in a condescending way. Tony Khan is a kid with a toy box full of wrestlers and he likes to take them out and play with them. And he'll buy every new toy that becomes available. I used to say that in a condescending way. Now I'm going to say it. I continue to say it. It's it, the analogy fits perfectly for Tony Khan. The difference is like, he's really enjoying it. He's enjoying what he's doing. You, you can see the passion when he speaks and the excitement. And he's genuinely happy for his wrestlers when they do well. And that showed through. And so while I fully expected to come on here tonight and just shit all over AEW, Right, ah, it's too small. Ah, it's a piece of shit. Ah, the wrestlers and this and that. Like, it was a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Is it a WWE event? No, by no means. Does the does the analogy of pro wrestling versus sports entertainment mean more to me now? Hundred percent. I get it. I I do. I I understand. It's the lights, the cameras, the the fireworks, the the characters. AEW relies more on the history of the wrestler. The things he's done in the past that have brought him to where he is and his relationship with the crowd. Adam Cole 
can come out and he can get the crowd excited just based on his theme song and this. Like, they don't really have to set up much of a story for Adam Cole. Now they should, and I still will disagree that AEW storytelling, it, it, it doesn't work for the casual audience. The casual audience needs you to hold their hand and say, this is the story. A lot of times I see, like, Keith Lee, he, he's fighting with, like, three different people, and I can't identify where, what is the feud that they want me to focus on. Yeah. And I get it for, like, the real smart, smart wrestling fans – they, they're able to chart that shit and, and do that <laughs> stuff, right? But for casual wrestling fans, to me, it's, it can get a little it's overcomplicated. A there, it is a little bit of an overcomplicated storytelling. And sometimes it's sloppy storytelling. And it gets defended by the IWC. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to buy that bullshit. But, but coming out of this thing, I think, look, I, newfound respect for AEW. It's not WWE. You're never going to convince me it's as big as WWE. Uh, you can convince me that the roster is as good as WWE after going through what was a, an impressive night. I feel like there was no CM Punk, but but it was an impressive night. Like you got to see like every match felt like it meant something. I will say I don't like the pacing of AEW shows. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. They're all over the place, but WWE's flirted with this in the last couple of weeks too. I also don't like when you go to this AEW live event and it goes, uh, the way they record the show was dark, dynamite rampage. And by the time we got to rampage, the energy was completely sucked out of the room. Yeah. It, I mean, it just, it, so I wish they would flip rampage and I know it's weird contextually to do Friday show before Wednesday show and, and dark, but, but I feel like, like the energy at, at six o'clock was way better than the energy was at nine o'clock, especially after the main event they had. The main event fucking blew the roof off of the building. And coming out of that, it's like, it's asking a lot to have fans uh, keep that, that vibe going into a whole nether, like supposedly show of wrestling. Definitely. Other than that, like the only thing I, the only other thing I could say is the audiences, they're vastly different. And so the reason why everybody sits and fights, like I, I now have a visual avatar of what the IWC is. And I have a visual avatar of what the CWC is and they're, they're vastly different. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not like, I'm not going to shit all over the IWC, but a lot of them look like they live in their mom's basement. It's what <laughs> it looked like, right? Like dress up, put on some real fucking clothes. Don't go to wrestling in pajamas. Yeah. I'm just saying, right? Like, yeah. don't look like you just murdered three people. It's, it's okay. You don't have to look that way. And that's what the majority of that audience is. That's what they look like. Now there's some normal casual wrestling fans in there, but there's a lot of like scary people. A lot of older people too. It's very, it's, it scales way older. It scales way older. And, and when I, I say older, I mean in comparison to like when we go to WWE events. It's yeah. WWE is, is WWE. And this is over. I'm over generalizing, right? I know this isn't the only audiences exist, but I'm just like, if you have to break it down to an avatar, <coughs> AEW is a bunch of guys who live in their mom's basement, just playing. AEW is <laughs> a lot of older wrestling fans. Uh, lots of, uh, I say this nicely. Lots of guys that were there by themselves, not with friends, not with yes. a wife, not with a girlfriend, just guys who bought one ticket and they're there by themselves. Notice mm -hmm. that high trend of that, right? WWE tends to be more of parents and kids, right? And couples. That's yeah. what, it, that's just, that's an observation. I don't, it may not be right. It may be wrong. And I don't want to go on about this all night. This was okay. just my burning question for this week was just going to be since we were there a quick kind of back and forth. All right. So let's get into uh, a Q and a here. Okay. So someone asked me, I got a message on uh TikTok, and someone asked me if it was okay to ask questions that aren't about wrestling. Okay. And I don't see why that's a problem. I, I, the, the podcast needs to stay formally or, or mostly about wrestling, but I do think that it's okay for every so often to throw in a question. that's not about wrestling. This week's question, hundred percent about wrestling, but maybe in the future, there'll be some, that uh, aren't about wrestling also have kind of played with the idea. And I'll talk to you guys about this later, Lauren doing a second podcast. That's just about some bullshit, okay. a 30 minute show where we just talk and we can answer questions, maybe do it live, whatever. But this week's question comes from at electric champ 24. Okay. We're at one hour. This, uh, this question comes from electric champ 24. He asks, who are your favorite wrestlers of all time? And who is your current favorite wrestler? All right. 
So I just threw together a list real quickly of, of wrestlers that I like. Um, my favorite wrestlers right now, currently, uh, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar, Xavier Woods, Pat, does Pat McAfee count? Yeah. Is it okay? Like, is it okay for Pat McAfee to it, be my favorite wrestler? Yeah. Like I think my, if he's gone like in the ring. I, but if I just call, like, he could just be my number, like my number one wrestler. How casual of a fan does that make me if Pat McAfee is my favorite wrestler? That's or okay. Does, or does it make me like so obscure, like so fucking hipster that the IWC embraces me, but I'm so hipster that I go right past the IWC and circle back to being a casual fan. <laughs> That's how obscure an answer is to say Pat Pat Fackafee. Pat, Fakafee. Pat <laughs> McAfee is is my favorite wrestler. But like uh, yeah, it. of all time, I'd say th- those are my uh those are my current all time. Man, I don't I hate saying this. I hate saying this out loud. Alberto Del Rio was one of my favorite oh. wrestlers of all time. Yes, sir. And that that's where I get into that argument of like being able to separate the what they what they've what done, done from from how Definitely. they wrestle. Yeah. Damian Sandow was one that okay. I, I really enjoyed. Uh his name's like Aaron Stevens uh, and to show you like no bullshit. The minute they leave WWE, I don't names. fucking follow them. He he wrestles in NWA, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think did we do him for twenty questions? Is that who it was last week? Right? Ah, I don't. Maybe remember. that's why he was fresh on my mind. I don't know. Uh, I feel like you either have to be a rock or a stone cold guy, right? You can't be both. I I think you could be both. No, when you're making your list, you have to choose like you you either a Jaw Rule or a Fifty Cent guy. <laughs> <laughs> like an Eminem or a Benzino guy. If you, yeah. you got to either be the rock or stone cold. It's okay now. Okay, so who did you choose? Stone cold. I was a stone cold guy. I'm a rock I've person. always been a stone cold guy. Stone cold, man. They're just fucking All right. throwing back the beers, even though I've never drank in my life. Okay. I was fucking fan. That tends to be like with music and everything. I like a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with what I like. It's true. And then I have uh, CM Punk. And that's CM Punk the wrestler, not the person. Not a big fan of CM Punk the person. Uh, do like CM Punk the wrestler, especially his disgruntled WWE years. Was some yeah. of my favorite times in wrestling. For sure. Uh, let's get into 20 questions. Okay. So I understand that this week's 20 questions is topical, you said. You picked this based on something that's kind of going on in the world of wrestling, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right, is this person associated with the WWE? Um, kinda. Okay, see, I don't like that. Already, well, already. Well, kind of? Kinda. So, okay, so is this, let me rephrase the question for you. Is this better? Is this person currently in the WWE? Um, no. Okay, so it's kind of associated with WWE, but not currently uh, in the WWE. So does this person still wrestle currently? Yeah. Okay, so then that means this person's moved somewhere else. Uh, So is this person an AEW wrestler? Yes, they are. Okay, so this means this has to be a person with crossover, a, a former, so that now we get all the transplants, the Keith Lees, the Adam Coles. How do we, how do we break this down? Uh, here's a fun one. Was this was this person on the current episode of Dynamite that we just attended a few hours ago? Yes. Okay, so this person yes. was on. Okay, so that Keith Lee. Now, mind you, Keith Lee was not on. Yes, he was. He was featured. I take that back. There was a segment where he was featured. So, okay. Uh, we can settle this down. Has Has this person ever been a world champion? Yes, they have. In AEW. Yes, they have. So at least two people. I'm down to two people here. This was a little bit a little bit of a hack there I used to get to this, but it's either John Moxley or Chris Jericho. Okay. And the, the simplest way to break this down is this person the greatest wrestler of all time? Okay, well that's like a subjective it's not question. Though. It's not though. Yes, it's it not, is. It's not subjective. It's 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 simple. Is this person the greatest wrestler of all time? I'm not going to answer that one. I can't answer that one. It's subjective. So move. Next question. Is this person in charge of a faction? Yes, they are. So, so I mean, so this is the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> this it's is a subjective the, question. This is the goat. This is this person, the goat Chris Jericho. 
Ding, ding, ding. There's only one right answer to that question that I asked. Is this person <laughs> the greatest? Like, I won't accept any other name as the overall greatest wrestler of all time. Fucking fight me about it, right? I don't care. Chris Jericho, longevity, Undertaker, I'll make the argument. Okay. I'll go. I'll go stat for stat, Undertaker and Chris Jericho. But I feel like nobody's done more in more companies. We talk about a guy who took WCW. He was in WWE. He went to New Japan Pro Wrestling and put on some big shows. And he's and he basically built AEW on his back. He carried it, and now he's doing some new shit. That's just like once again, Jericho reinvents himself, and here we go. He's the greatest like of all time. And yes, Mister WWE guy. My favorite wrestler of all time is an AEW guy. But this has been another episode of the Casual Wrestling Community Podcast. Make sure to check us out every week on YouTube and your favorite podcast network. Uh, as always, I am the Notorious Nerdy D. That is Level Up Lauren. And you can ring the final bell. Ding, 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 ding. Notorious.